Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of It Starts With Attraction. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing ItStartsWithAttraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to ItStartsWithAttraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. This week on It Starts With Attraction. And there may be times where your motivation wanes, but when you realize that in reframing goals, it is your way to fulfill your God-given purpose, then that changes the way you'll be motivated to hit your goal. There's a process to falling in love, and it starts with attraction. Join Kimberly Beam Holmes and her special guests as they discuss how to become the most attractive you can be, physically, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually, or as we refer to it, working on your pies. We'll teach you how to have better relationships and become more attractive to others, and maybe more importantly, to yourself. It starts with attraction, and it starts now. When I was six years old, my parents took me on a cruise. And this cruise ended up having a life-changing impact on me. You see, on this cruise, we ended up going to a lot of different places down in Mexico, the Caribbean, but one of our stops was in Honduras. And we spent the day with me, with my parents, going out and doing all these fun things, uh, exploring the rainforest, going down a river cruise. But as we were coming back to the ship, I realized that there were three kids that were all around my age, one a little bit younger, one a little bit older, but one looked just about six years old. And they were selling seashells. And I remember that they looked so ragged. They were dirty, they weren't wearing any shoes, their clothes were torn, but here they were coming up to all of these cruise people as we were going back to the ship and trying to sell these seashells. And I remember that earlier that day, my mom and I had been walking on the beach, picking up seashells. That's something that my mother has always loved to do. But as we were getting back on that boat, my mom stopped and she bought some of these seashells. And see, the thing is, my mother and I both, we are very frugal people. We still, to this day, go to yard sales together every Saturday. It's a tradition that we have, but that's just kind of how we are. We love saving money. We love being frugal and thrifty in that way. And I remember looking at my mom after she bought these seashells, and I said to her, Mom, we just picked up all these seashells all day. Why would you pay for more? And my parents both looked at me, and they said, Kimberly, these kids don't have the same life that you do. They don't have their own room. They don't have all the toys you have. They don't have the pool in the backyard. These kids are trying to get enough money so that hopefully they can eat tonight. And that realization changed my life forever. In that moment, I remembered that I... When I was packing to get on the cruise, when we were still back at home and we were packing, getting ready to go, I remember that I couldn't bear to be away from my toys. And I thought, I can't leave all these. What if something happens to our house and it burns down and then I won't have any toys? I have to take a whole suitcase of toys with me. 
And as a parent now, I can't believe that my parents actually let me do this, but they let me take a whole suitcase. I'm talking about a big suitcase just of toys that I never even touched while we were on the cruise because I was so busy playing and doing all of these other things. But I remember in that moment, I thought immediately of a suitcase of toys that were just a small fraction of all of the ones that I still had in my house. And I looked at these kids and I thought, they don't have that. I have so much and they have so little. And it broke my heart. I remember as we were going up that port, getting back on the ship, I was crying the whole time. Even still to this day, over 25 years later, it still breaks my heart to think about that moment. And it changed me because I had a compassion, a a reason and a purpose in moving forward from that moment that I wanted to do anything I could to help those children. It was a profound impact on my life, but here's the thing. I knew from that moment that one day I was going to do something to help kids. And as I got a little bit older, for some reason, for some reason, God put India on my heart. God put adoption on my heart. God put orphans on my heart. And I had a goal. I had a purpose in my life that I knew from when I was very young, that one day I was going to adopt children from India. So from that experience, I believe that God put desires in my heart and that I then had a goal and a path and a purpose forward to move towards doing those things, to work towards fulfilling that purpose, to work towards achieving those goals. They were things that I wouldn't have expected. They were things that came out of nowhere, but from a life circumstance that changed my heart, it changed the rest of my life. I guarantee that you have a story like this as well. It's interesting when we look at goals, when we look at the research on goals, which I've been doing a lot of research on over the past couple of years in my PhD work, that goals, when we have them in life, they keep us moving forward. They give us a plan. They actually enhance our subjective well-being, our self-esteem, and so many other things. We know that from the research. And there's also a snowball effect of goals, that once we achieve a goal, it gives us more motivation and likelihood that we're going to achieve future goals. And you might be thinking, okay, Kimberly, I hear you and I get that goals are important, but how does this fit into purpose in life? I believe that every single person longs for purpose. And I believe that God has a purpose for every person. Whether you are a person of faith or not, doesn't matter. I still believe that God loves you and I believe he has a purpose for your life. And I also believe that as we move forward in that purpose, that God continues to put the desire in our hearts for the purpose he has in our lives. That scripture in Proverbs where it says that God gives man the desires of his heart, there's one way that people typically read it, which is, well, God's just going to give me whatever I want. But I believe the better reading of it is God gives us the desire and he puts it in our heart and it leads us to move forward. 
And I believe that when people move forward in the path that God is calling them to, that that is when the people are most fulfilled and most content. But notice there, I did not say happy, because happiness is not the goal. Happiness changes like the waves at the sea all of the time, constant ebbs and flows, but fulfillment of purpose can be constant. It's something we move towards. It's something we can see. And I believe it is the most akin to what a goal is and what the reason that we set goals, the reason that we want to do any of those things, because we are looking for fulfillment in life. And as a Christ lover, I believe that that purpose comes from God. And for those of you listening who aren't people of faith, then please still dive in and listen to this episode. There's going to be something for you here because I believe truth is truth in all situations. So my question for you as we spend these next couple of minutes together is, what is it that is your purpose? What purpose does God have for you? And I believe just as in 1 Corinthians, where it says in that right now we only see in part, but when we get to heaven, we will see the full picture. I believe that right now you have a purpose and maybe you can't understand the full picture. Maybe there's something on your heart and you you can't see how you're going to get this, how it's going to happen, but you know it's what you're supposed to be doing. And I would say move forward in that because you were made for a purpose. You have a calling on your life. And when we look at the research of goals, I believe this ties in perfectly to show, I believe this research on goals shows us through science that we are made for purpose. Because we see when people achieve goals, there's an enhancement of all of their positive areas of life. And on the flip side, research also indicates that when we fail on our goals, that it negatively impacts us. There's low self-esteem. We end up actually can start having unethical behavior, which is a really fascinating research study, Uh, lower subjective well-being. All of this to say we are created to achieve and not just for ourselves, but for a greater purpose. In the Bible, there's several stories of people who are called to do something, to achieve something. We see in Genesis that Abraham was created to leave where he was in Ur, to go to Israel and to become the father of many nations. When he was called at around 25 years old, he had no idea that his ultimate purpose that God was preparing him for was to become the father of the rest of the faith. He ended up having, as God told him, your descendants will be more numerous than the stars in the sky. But all Abraham knew at first was that his purpose was to leave Ur, to head towards Israel. And along the way, God illuminated the rest of his path. We see in Nehemiah, which is also in the Old Testament, that he was a king's cupbearer in actually in the part of the Middle East in Babylon where the Israelites had been captive. They had been taken captive from their homeland, had gone back to Babylon, and Nehemiah was the the king's cupbearer. Essentially, I mean, one way to look at it is that they were they were kind of slaves. They were taken there and they were held prisoner. They were prisoners in a land that wasn't there. But Nehemiah knew that there was a calling on his life to go back to Jerusalem, which is the promised land, the center of the promised land that God had called them to, and to rebuild the wall. And he had many obstacles that he had to overcome, but he knew that there was a purpose and that he had a goal. 
We also, in the Old Testament, he know the story of Esther, where Esther also in uh, Persia at that time. And she ended up being just coming from a normal family, didn't have a mom or a dad. She was an orphan being raised by Mordecai, one of her family members. And she ended up becoming queen. She was chosen to become queen. And because of her purpose, she ended up, because of the position that she was in, saving all of her people which is where the amazing Bible verse and reminder to us comes from, where it is said to her, for such a time as this, you have been placed in the position that you're in. And then in the New Testament, we see this man named Paul, who had an amazing conversion from being someone who killed Christians to actually ended up being someone who was going on missionary journeys all around his area and bringing people to Christ boldly. He was a man of the faith, and he spoke his convictions with courage. And we know that in Acts 20, here's what it says. He says, I only know that in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. So he knew that his goal was to go and spread the truth of Christ to all of the nations that he could. But he also knew there was going to be hardships. There was going to be obstacles. It continues on in verse 24 to say, however, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying the good news of God's grace. He had a goal. The goal led him to travel all around Asia and spread the news of Jesus. And he set small goals along the the way that helped him to reach his main goal. But he also understood that this was something that that encompassed endurance, that there were going to be obstacles that he was going to have to overcome. Because he even says in 1 Corinthians, he says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it and receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others that I myself may be disqualified. He knew the importance of goals. He knew that God had a purpose for his life, but he also understood the importance of pies, the importance of the physical, intellectual, emotional, and spiritual part of who we are. And by disciplining all of that and keeping it in line, he was able to achieve the goals. He was able to overcome the obstacles in front of him. The same is true with you. Whatever it is that you are working towards or waiting for, or the goal that God has put on your heart, whatever it is right now, I believe that you will be better able to seek it, to strive for it, to endure the hardships that come as you're seeking and striving for it when you bring all of these things into alignment. When you realize that your body is part of what helps you to get to that goal. So treat it well. When you realize that your mind, your intellectual part, is is part of staying focused and taking control of your thoughts and putting them in the way that they need to so that you can get your goal. Keep that aligned. Get that under control. Emotionally, staying positive, staying focused, having hope, even when it feels like you can't have hope. And spiritually, living in line with your beliefs and values. 
relying on God to do his part, to bring it to fruition. It may not always end up happening the way that we thought, but I can guarantee you, and we know this from scripture as well, that God works all things together for the good of those who love him. For the good of those who love him. That doesn't say God works all things together in the way you want it to be. It says that ultimately God works everything together for good. And since Paul understood all of these things, the importance of keeping his mind, body, spirit, his pies in line in order to get these goals that he was looking towards, he had what research would call goal adherence. Research is strong that the higher the internal motivation, then the higher likelihood there is of hitting the goal. So what is intrinsic motivation? It means that I'm doing this because I want to, because I am driven to, because I can't imagine not doing it and I have to do it. It's a drive that comes from within you, not just because someone else wants you to or someone's trying to force you to do it, but inside it's welling up within you like a fountain, like the fountain at uh, the national park, the old faithful that spouts up so hard. It's like that. It's something that you can't control. It has so much power within you that you have to. To do it. That's what goals, true goals are. That's what keeps people adhered to a goal. That's what keeps people dedicated. And there may be times where your motivation wanes, but when you realize that in reframing goals, it is your way to fulfill your God-given purpose, then that changes the way you'll be motivated to hit your goal. And so We know that in Philippians 1.6, it says, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It will be brought to completion. The goals you're striving for, the purpose God has in your life, God will bring it to completion. So what does all of this mean? Number one, that God has a purpose for you. Number two, that you may not know all of it now, but I bet you know part of it. And that part you do know is the part you need to start doing. Stop letting fear tell you you can't or you shouldn't or you're not good enough. Move forward in the purpose that God has for your life. And then finally, how can you use the pies, your physical, intellectual, emotional, and spiritual self to set goals, smaller goals, that will move you towards that purpose? Take some time thinking about those things this week. Until next week, stay strong.